Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm an expert in performance and mindset, supporting business owners to create exceptional results in life and business. And I achieve this through coaching, training, speaking, and my online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success, and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of these brilliant episodes. Head over to jeffnicholson.co.uk to register for my Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts newsletter, as well as all you need to know on how to connect with me on social media or join the Facebook group. Now, on with the show. This episode is brought to you by SalesFlare, the super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling to B2B. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we've got a great guest lined up for you today, Daniel Giordano. Now, after creating beautiful homes for the affluent for 20 years, Daniel had a defining moment when his first child was born. He had to figure out how to be a father and husband that was going to be home with his family. Now, Daniel helps people worldwide clarify how to transform their businesses and impact more lives using the power of the internet. He is passionate about influencing the influencers and inspiring world changes to get off the sidelines and live life all in. Daniel, welcome to the show. I am excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I am really looking forward to it. Um, I've had the honor of being on uh, Dan's show as well. Um, But before we dive into all the juicy goodness, could you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? Sure. Um, Yeah, well, how far back you want me to go? I can go back to where I was born, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's start when you started a career. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, uh, in another life. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, when I started a career. Um, yeah. So I, I was uh, always an entrepreneur. Right. I grew up in a you know entrepreneurial family. And one of the things that, um, you know, I, my first call it niche, you know, niche. Right. Is um, in the in the painting industry industry years ago that I kind of uh, went into Victorian and historic restoration. Right. And I did that for a number of years, had a bunch of employees. You know, that was in my early 20s when I started that. Um, but there was always a problem that I had. It was, you know, I'm a workaholic and, you know, working seven days a week, I was always fortunate to have plenty of work, but I didn't have time. Um, and, you know, I couldn't really enjoy it. Right. And then something magical happened. Right. Um, as I, when I finally moved to Florida from Philadelphia and New Jersey, um, back in 1998, I started questioning why I do what I do for a living. Like, what is it, you know, like, is there a reason for it? Like, you know, of course it was because I grew up doing that kind of stuff. Right. So I was thought I, that's what I knew. Right. Um, but I just started questioning why, you know, what can I do differently that would create a lifestyle so that I could be home because now I was having my first child on the way. 
And I started, you know, questioning what life could be like. Um, and that ultimately led in, led me into the world of internet marketing. You know, today we have all these fancy tools and, and uh, ability to do things like this and video and audio and, you know, go on YouTube and figure out and just bet anything back then that didn't exist. Right. Um, it was, you know, then, you know, it's probably where I lost the rest of my hair, right? It was like, you know, banging my head against the wall, trying to figure out, you know, let me try this. Let me try and sell these products. Let me try and, uh, you know, do this affiliate thing. And then ultimately one day I literally, you know, um, somebody sent me a book, a link for a book. And I said, if you, if you go sign up here, they're going to give you a free book. And my mind just started thinking like, where's the money coming from? Nobody's giving me something for free for nothing. Right. There's there's got to be a money trail. And I tracked it back to an affiliate program. Um, and that happened to be in the poker industry, which I am not a gambler nor a poker player. Um, but I found a hungry niche and I kind of stumbled into it and started to test and figure some things out. And it grew to be you know very successful and got to play with top poker players in the world, not being a poker player. Right. <laughs> and and, um, you know, and that's the thing that set me free in the Internet marketing world. But what's interesting is I did not realize going through that, that the same skill sets I had developed to build that business were applicable to everything else. It took me hiring a mentor, right. To figure that piece out. Right. <laughs> it's like, you don't even realize what you knew. Right. So, so for you, for you to do that journey and then for you to start doing what you're doing, how, what was for you that start, what started to build that confidence up for you to all of a sudden go, Oh, wow. Okay. There's, this is this amazing opportunity. You're going to start looking at a, you know, a topic that is quite a bit away from, you know, the restoration sort of work. What was what was that? And I know the driver was, you know, more time with your family and that sort of thing. But what what do you think it takes to to flick that switch? Well, I think, you know, the big piece was cash. Right. (laughs) So. Right. So. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I, you know, of course, back then, like there were, you know, you didn't really have, like, you couldn't go look up social media to see how reputable a company was. Right. So like companies I was dealing with were mainly overseas. Right. So I didn't even know if they'd pay me. Right. Um, And, you know, so there was all this doubt. Right. And I said, okay, I'm going to do a test for two weeks. And I remember that, you know, the, the, after the two weeks, you know, then commissions were due and then all of a sudden the wire hit my bank account and that made it real. Right. It was like, okay, I made over five thousand dollars in two weeks in a few hours a day. Right. I was like, and I didn't give it a hundred percent. I just was testing. Imagine what I'm going to do next month. Right. And the next month was over thirty thousand. Right. So that gave me the fuel to continue down the path. Right. And then really starting to think outside the box of like, okay, what could I do differently that you know nobody else is doing? Because my mindset was honestly the you know the the real initial thought that skirt you know that that started this entire thing was the exact words were this right i was like if this cheap ass can give away a book right i can give something away of real value like physical products right and i started shipping poker chip sets that were 150 dollars right mm-hmm. including shipping and and you know basically crushed it because people started referring because I was shipping out these free products. They weren't paying a dime for them. All they had to do is go and sign up. Right. And, and I would get paid on the back end for it. Right. So, so that drive, you know, to, to, you know, come up with creative ways to reach the marketplace and then couple that with, you know, constantly adding new things. Like the, one of the things that got me into the poker boot camps with some of the top players in the world and actually, you know, running those events uh, was a simple fact was I, I, literally was sitting there one night and I don't know if you've ever played or watched Texas Hold'em, but you know, it's kind of boring to watch on TV. Right. Um, but 
But yet, you know, I still found myself needing to watch it so I could, you know, at least communicate effectively to the subscribers that I was building. Right. And and one of the fascinating things was I was sitting there one night and I thought, man, it'd be really cool if somebody had a DVD program. Now, that's dating us. Right. Obviously, because we don't have those things anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, this would be really awesome if we had, um, you know, uh, you know, some type of training program that one of these professionals could uh, put together. And what, lo and behold, there's a secret to hold them DVD that shows up on the screen. Right. And there's this infomercial. Right. And I call the 800 number and I said, it's an emergency. I need to speak, speak to the owner about this product. Right. And gave him my number. So literally within an hour, I had a call from the, from the, it was the manager of this actual poker player. And he said, what's going on? And I said, I want to buy these uh, in bulk from you. And he goes, he goes, well, we don't sell them in bulk. And he said, they're $30 each plus shipping. And I said, okay, can you just do me one favor then just in your online form? Can you just put a referred by section so I could put my information in there? So, you know, everything's coming from me. And he said, yeah, we could do that. Right. And so after two weeks, I'd moved over a thousand of those DVDs. Right. <laughs> and he called me up and he's like, I don't know what you're doing. He said, but I want to fly you out to Vegas. I'll put you up, pay for your flight, pay for your hotel, pay for everything. I want to, I want to sit down with you. And that's what led me into, you know, being around obviously, uh, you know, some of the top players in the world at the time. Right. And, and I've had that same the reason I'm sharing that is because I believe that you're, you can connect with anyone on the planet especially nowadays, you know, with all the different platforms we have, but, but like you can connect with anyone when you have something of value to, that, to add to their lives and, you know, have genuine intention of wanting to help them. Um, and, you know, that's put me in rooms with people that otherwise I would be like, you know, a lot of times I just sit there and think like, I'm a painting contractor. How did I get here? Right. <laughs> it's like, I love that. I love that. I think the other thing, I think the other thing is, is, and, and, and I, you know, really, I suppose it's the key thing is what, because it's loads of different, there's loads of different stages of businesses who listen to this show. And one of the ones that I always get is the confidence in making a sale mm-hmm. and having that, um, like I was, I was, terrible at sales when I left school. I left school at 16 to work for my granddad's sweet company. And I struggled selling sweets to kids. And my granddad always used to say, no one should struggle selling sweets to kids. <laughs> but it was something that I used to struggle with. And that, that because I was, I guess, just because I didn't know the tactics. And back in those days, you learned by the school of hard knocks, as my granddad used to say. Um, but for you, where do where do you think the first place would be to start to start building that confidence up to be able to, as you said, you can reach and you know, you have the amazing potential these days to reach out to anyone. But the first bit is that mental game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the mental game first, right? And um, just to share this quick story with you about this is, you know, many years later, you know, I've had um, uh, several different companies, personal development company where we did uh, um, events all over the world for 10 years um, and impacted a lot of people. But, you know, about seven years ago, I got a call from a guy that was a former client of mine. And uh, he had this one guy uh, that does, um, you know, pretty well known in the internet marketing industry, Ryan Levesque. Um, And, you know, he says to me, I need somebody like you on the sales team. And I said, I'm not a sales guy. 
And he looks at me and he's like, what are you talking about? Like this guy literally came to my town, like from out of town, right? Because he wanted to sit with me and have dinner and talk about this. And I like, I was like, I wouldn't have driven all the way down here to see me, but you know, Hey, (laughs) it's like, whatever. Right. But, but as we were talking about it and he's telling me, he's like, look, you know, you have business skills and a wealth of experience to share with people. It's not about sales. It's really about making sure it's a good fit. Right. And, and so you know, fast forward now, when I think back, it's like, you know, at this stage in the game, not just with Ryan's stuff, but everything I've done you know, over the years, I try to add it up and it's well over a hundred million dollars in sales that I've created for my partners and, and myself, right. Over the years, uh, doing the things that I've done. Right. And, and when I, when I look at that, it's like, you know, sometimes I have to think back and it's like, what, what may, what makes the difference? Like still to this day, I don't really follow a script. I just genuinely want to have a conversation with people to see if we could actually help them. Right. And I think a lot of times people, if you're going, you know, people that are going or trained, being trained to sell, right. Yes. You need to make money. Right. But I think uh, one of the hard things to do is to detach yourself from the outcome. Right. It's detaching. You know, it's, you know, this is about being present and just having a real conversation with you and seeing if, if we could actually, you know, help you get where you want to go. And yes, there's some key highlight points we want to you know cover in the conversation. Right. And then at the end of that, we invite them to the opportunity to work with us. Right. But but it's also the reps, you know, at this point, you know, doesn't matter who it is, you know, what's I've been on company, I've been on calls with billionaires, I've been calls on, you know, with people that are just getting started, right. And everybody's just a person to me that, that, you know, is looking to, uh, uh, you know, better their lives in some way, shape or form, no matter what level of success they are. And it's the reps of doing it every day that, that just helps you get better at connecting with people, uh, you know, and, and uh, genuinely wanting to serve them. Because if you're trying to sell just for money, Right. Um, You're pretty much setting yourself up failure because you're going to get bad clients. Um, You're going to, you know, kind of skirt around the, you know, the criteria that you may be looking for and highly recommend you don't do that because it's not pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 prospects sniff it out. You can it's like, you know, I mean, traditionally, this the sleazes. I don't know what it's like in the States, but normally it's like the car salesman type. You know, it's it's they 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 when you're doing it, they, they are literally just thinking about converting the cash and it's, it's not an authentic, it's that false friendly conversation. Not that, not that natural of, well, okay. I, I, well, I, yes, I have a core outcome. I want to sell these, but actually the first bit is the conversation just to get to know that person. So, so, so with, 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 you know, with all of your, with all of your skills for you, what do you think, the uh, in your knowledge and experience what do you think is the biggest challenge for businesses today in generating the 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 leads the sales converting what do you think are some of the biggest challenges people face i mean i think we're we're in an industry well we're in a in a world a business world right now where where we're constantly being bombarded with you know different messages and, you know, in order to capture someone's attention and actually have a real conversation with them, right, um, you know, it, part of this is your offer, uh, you know, really having a rock solid offer that could actually help somebody get where they want to go, right? Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is, you know, having someone that is actually a fit, right? And I think when you have that match, it's the perfect conversation, right? Like when you, when you, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, if any of you listening, you know, would uh uh, admit that there's been times where you've had conversations and a sales conversation with somebody and everything just flowed. And, and they're literally asking the, the magic question that you always want to hear is how do I get started? 
right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, you know, you know, when you're in the zone with that, right. And then there's other times where you do calls and you're like, yeah, that didn't really feel good. I didn't really feel like I connected with that person. And sometimes it's a personality thing where you just don't jive with everybody. Right. Um, but, but I think, you know, if you could, you know, really just genuinely, you know, slow down to really listen to people. Right. And, and, Another side to this is I think a lot of times we don't talk about the real uh, the real problems that people are struggling with. Right. And I noticed this years ago um, when I had a lead generation boot camp back in, you know, 2004. Right. That I was teaching. Uh, so we were doing coaching and and like I only knew how to coach about business. It was like, you know, lead generation. I didn't have like personal, you know, human psychology type training, right? It was like, it was like, look, just do what you say you're going to do. And that's it. We're all good. Right. (laughs) Only to realize that's not how it happens. Right. Um, Is is what, so what would happen is people would actually show up on calls that would not, you know, they wouldn't even do the basic fundamentals. So I thought the solution was to give them more. Right. And so I would go and say, like, literally to the point where the offer got dialed in, where it's like, okay, I'm going to give you 5,000 leads on top of this, right? Only to realize I wasn't solving the problem. The problem was them, right? And, and it was that, you know, they weren't committed to it. They, they didn't have the basic uh, business skill sets. They weren't willing to do what was necessary. They, even though, you know, they were showing up for a call or they'd show up for an event, they weren't following through, right? So I actually squashed that entire program after a year. I just was like, I, this is unfulfilling for me, like, because not everybody follows through. Until years later, a mentor of mine told me, he's like, Dan, you do it for the ones that will do it, right? You just plant seeds. You never know. Some people get started there um, and then they finish up somewhere else or they go learn from someone else that finally it kicks in. And you're just you're just watering and planting seeds, right? I was going to say the other interesting thing is is the the people that have that conversation, or you, you, they're, they're telling you that they're giving you that answer of where do I sign up, but yet they still keep going on and on and on, and then they lose the sale. And it's 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 you know it's almost like and and also that that very very good point is is and it happens quite a lot in the coaching, um, self help sort of thing is they overgive, which probably undervalues the product because they get so overwhelmed with the product that they're they're trying to give these people that these people don't get the most out of it because it's too much information. Yeah. I mean, I think there is that natural, you know, you always hear the funny stories of the network marketers, you know, that, that want to tell you how great their product is. Right. And you can grow a third leg. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, um, and, you know, and the, rea- you know, the reality is like, nobody wants to really hear that. Right. Um, they, they really want to, you know, there, there's a result that they want and there's a reason why they want it. Um, and, you know, if you can just tap into those two things and once you get to the point where you're like, I can tell you some of the, some of the conversations I have sometimes, cause I don't really push people, right. Unless I see they're stuck right in their own head. And I know they have what it takes based on what they've told me. Right. And, and sometimes I've, uh, stretched people like, you know, there's, there's been many people that I've enrolled in different programs over the years that have had ridiculous results, you know, and it actually surpassed me. And I'm like, and that's awesome for me to look at and say, Hey, I was the catalyst for that to, you know, just kind of, I don't take responsibility for the entire thing, but I was the person that saw the possibility. Right. And, and seeing what they've gone on to do to me, that's rewarding, but realizing that in those conversations, when I actually just pulled back and, you know, used silence, right. Which is very uncomfortable. And you're letting them process making that final decision, 
right? Because they're in the pain, right? They're sitting there thinking like, I know I need to do this, but you know, whatever the list of objections are that they're giving themselves, usually it's money, right? Or time, right? Um, but, but the reality is like, you know, if you slow down and try not to give them everything, right? And give them just enough to take the next step. Yeah. And how do you, uh, is there a, is there a strategy that, I mean, you, you probably do it at such an unconscious level, you don't really think about it, but let's say the, the, the argument of, I can't afford it comes up now, obviously no one, no one, you know, certainly we don't want to talk about, um, you know, uh, what would it be? What would it be classed as unprofessional selling where you're trying to force someone who really can't afford it. But we're talking about a conversation where they immediately say they can't afford it without really thinking about it. Um, is there any tactics or strategies to help them or that you would suggest they could use to sort of test that, test that answer? Yeah. So I can share a quick story with you about that. Right. So there was a young man that was thinking about enrolling in a coaching program and he didn't have the money and he gave every excuse. Everyone on the team told me this kid can't afford it. There's no way. And um, I said, I just saw something in him. I saw the fire. I saw he was capable. He had the thing he was doing. He just was totally paralyzed around money. And the key thing I said to him, just what you just shared is like, like I said, look, if you can't feed your kids, then don't do this. Right. But if this is like, you know, you're going to figure it out because I believe that if you're clear on what you want, you'll create it. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I just dug into like, okay, why, why are you doing what you do? And he was driven to impact young, young couples who are married. Right. And that was his thing. Right. And that was the thing he wanted to do that he was fired up about. And his, you know, he's like, this is my life work. This is something I want to do. Young guy. Right. And um, with a young family. And, you know, just took him through that process of why this is important to him. And I said, okay, you know, depending on the business, every business is a little different, right? Especially impact-driven businesses, you know, or transformational type work. Um, you know, I said, well, do you want people to hear your message now or later or possibly never? And he's like, of course, I want them to hear it now. I want to save them to have, from having to go through certain pains, right? And I said, okay, so then you're going to let a little bit of money get in the way. Money's never the problem. You'll figure that piece out. It's a temporary obstacle, right? So long story short, that kid went on to make multiple millions, right? And impacting tons of lives around the world, right? Because I was willing to just stretch him a little bit. And it wasn't for my own personal gain. It was for the betterment of like what he was doing and his calling in life to go out and actually help people. Right. And, um, and sometimes we all, this is why mentoring and having a coach is important because it's, it's uncomfortable at times to be put in a, you know, in that position. Like I know with my coaches, like they beat, beat the heck out of me. Um, but, and there's times I like literally have this gut feeling when I have to show up for a call, like, I don't want to do this right now. Right. <laughs> right. It's going to be uncomfortable. Right. But I know they're going to allow me to see things that I don't see when I'm stuck in my head, right? And I'm just stuck in 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 uh, in my own little bubble and not seeing what's possible, right? So, so money is, uh, you know, obviously a big objection that that you will usually get with things, right? But if we've made it to the point where we're having a conversation about possibly enrolling in something that could change your life, I really want to dig into like why is this really important to them, right? And, you know, what it really means to them. Right. And what's holding them back. Of course, you can get into the pains behind beyond that. And then really, I always like to dig into like, what have they done? You know, what have they done to actually, you know, uh, 
move them forward, right? You know, have they enrolled in other programs and not done the work, you know, or, you know, have they been jumping from thing to thing and they haven't really got clear, right? Um, you know, what is, you know, what, what is their history and pattern, right? And then really digging deeper into one specific thing um, is, you know, I always like to end with is like, okay, look, I'm perfectly fine if you don't enroll with me today. It doesn't, you know, doesn't bother me one way or the other. I see the potential. And what usually happens is people thank me a few months later, right? Once they, once they see what's possible. And I always say, it's like, if not this, then what do you have something else that's going to help you get to the goals that you shared with me today? And most people don't, right? I mean, they may have a couple things they're looking at, but they really don't have anything else that's going to help them get there. And I think a lot of this has to do with the belief in what you're doing, right? And what you have to offer. Right. And, you know, finding that ideal person that actually is committed and willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, that's one of the benefits of having a coach. Right. Um, We had a guest on. I can't remember when, but I remember the guest says they always get their clients to pay up front because with what they say to them is and it's he's certainly experienced it. He says at some point they just want to say you're fired because you're pushing me too hard. Because there's a point where, you know, certainly people at the tip of the spear, they don't like to be challenged to the point that the coach or mentor will push to them. It's like they've never had to do that before. And it's 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 very interesting sort of way to look at it. Yeah. And when you commit, you know, when you commit for a year to something, right, um, and you're and if you're consistent, uh, you'll create amazing results. Right. The challenge happens is life, you know, life happens. Things get in the way. Um, and you don't, you know, follow through with things, then you obviously don't get the results you're after. Right. And I always like to say, it's like, people always want, like to ask me, it's like, well, what percentage of people get results? I'm like a hundred percent of people that actually do the work get results. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. It's, and you get those people that say, I'm not getting the results and they haven't done any of the work at all. I'm wondering why they haven't. <laughs> the final the final question before we jump over to the second part of the show is um do you foresee any challenges um in different sales tactics or strategies because of covid do you see that causing any problems or do you see it kind of like going back to the way it always was um i see a little bit of both right so there's obviously in the in the world we live in especially in the internet world right you got your sales trainers that are out there that that teach the more hardcore you know used car salesman tactics right and then you have you know people teaching authentic you know communication right um and i think you know now more than ever you know people are trying to figure out because they've gotten used to being home and some people want to stay home right And they're like, I don't want to go back to an office, right? I don't want to go back to a job. How can I do something from home on my own, right? Um, And so I think, you know, when you have something to offer someone that could literally change their life, right? You know, and this is the difference between a parent being home with their kid and enjoying, you know, with their kids and being able to enjoy their family, right? Um, Versus, you know, being out of the house 10 to 12 hours a day and never, you know, only seeing them at their worst, right? Um, So when you have... Uh, a genuine salesperson that actually is driven, hungry to, you know, hungry to change lives first and foremost, and the money, money comes secondary, right? Um, You know, there, there's definitely, you know, a, um, 
a huge opportunity for that in the marketplace today, right? You know, like a lot of people really hate sales. I still, to this day, tell myself I am not a salesperson, right? Um, you know, <laughs> but yet I've sold well over a hundred million dollars worth of products and services in the past 20 years, right? So, um, and and honestly, I, you know, the, the way, the reason I say that is because I don't like, you know, I'm sure you've been on calls with people as well. And those listening, you may have been on a call where you can tell someone's reading a script, right? My perception of sales is that, right? Um, is somebody's reading a script and, you know, now they're a high ticket closer. Um, and, uh, because they took a course on a weekend, right. <laughs> and Hey, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. That's, that's great. You're doing something right. But doing it for the right reasons, I think is not being taught in a lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff that's out there. And, uh, and once you make that transition into really just genuinely having conversations, um, you know, you build real relationships with people and really genuinely want to help them. I love that. You're coming from a very authentic and a base of integrity, just going, I'm naturally interested and want to help and serve. And therefore you're not having a, a game of tennis. Ultimately there is the, you, you want the ball, you want to win that ball game, but it's actually, if you go in there from an intent, you're able to judge the conversation in a more natural level. As I mentioned, this episode is sponsored by SalesFlare. So do you have more work with your CRM that you can keep up with? While other CRM software expects you to fill it out manually, SalesFlare automates all of the data input for you. All you need to do is just head to salesflare.com and using the code SUCCESSIQ, you can get 20% off for the next three months. Join me and many other users around the world in using this automated and super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling B2B. Now, on with the show. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so we're going to go to the second part of the show where I ask you a set of questions. Um, Question one is, on average, how much time do you roughly dedicate to self-development a week? Just roughly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it seems like every minute, <laughs> some days. Right? Um, yeah, so I, I am constantly working on myself. So I'd probably say on average, um, I am about two to three hours a day of, of focused effort, either uh, listening and journaling and writing out things and applying things. Right. Um, so, you know, at least uh, on the low side, 10 to, you know, 10 to 15 hours a week, just focus on personal right. growth. Okay. We'll go more into the journaling bit later on. Cause that's, that's a fascinating thing. And number two, what book could it could be any book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or and personal growth and why? Just one, Dan, just one. <laughs> hmm. That's a tough one, man. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, right? There's so many different ones, right? So, um, you know, I mean, the the cliche answer would be like the Bible, right? Like, there's a lot of wealth of information in there, right? But um, but from a overall business perspective, like, I mean, there's uh, so many different books out there. I mean, obviously, Thinking Grow Rich is a classic um, that that just I think is timeless, right? And there's a lot of wisdom in there uh, on how you can apply, you know, the power of your mind and what you could create when you're clear on it. So, would you say that one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. The, I, I, most it's like I wonder how many people I speak, or even you have on your show. I wonder how many people have got Think and Grow Rich sitting on their shelves because it's probably a lot. 
It's probably a lot. I know that was the first book I bought when I got when I sort of got into this whole personal development stuff. It was the first one that I was recommended. Um, and funny enough, I've just bought it for my son as well. Um, so number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life? Oh, which app? <laughs> well, you're you're pulling out all the tough questions today. <laughs> like, you know, if you had asked me when apps first came out, like it would have been like one, right? You know, um, honestly, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is my calendar. Um, you know, it's just, that's what keeps me on track. And, and what I notice for me is like, if I don't have coaching calls or calls with people in my calendar on a regular basis, I tend to go into a state of depression, right? Because <laughs> I'm not... Cause I'm not connected with people. Right. Yeah. And it's an energy yeah. transference, yeah. isn't it? It's like, you, it's, it's like you're doing your part and that's how you recharge. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of, yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of productivity apps and all that kind of stuff out there. But you know, at the end of the day, my calendar is what keeps my life, you know, operating. Question number four, what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? Oof. Biggest business mistake. I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges that I've, uh, I think I've had is I operated a lot in my beginning years based on trust and a handshake, right? And, and realizing that like, you know, when you have uh, like after my first partnership issue, and this was after 10 plus years, um, you know, it was uh, an interesting, you know, conversation and, you know, with, with some key people in that deal. And, and what was interesting is a mentor of mine came to me and, he, and we're sitting there having lunch and he says, Dan, a partnership is a sinking ship. He's like, you need to have an exit strategy for each member of the partnership so that you, it just clearly says if A, then B, right? You know, if, if this person wants to leave, this is what that looks like this way. You know, there's no room for negotiation when that time comes, because eventually someone's going to want a divorce, right? Someone's going to move on. Someone's going to have health issues. Someone's going to you know decide they want to do something else. So being clear on that, uh, that cost me, you know, obviously a, a significant amount of money, not having those things in place um, and realizing that like, you know, I'm a trusting person. Um, but also I need to have things in writing, right. That, that clarify for all parties. Cause we tend to hear what we want to hear. Right. <laughs> Number five, what are the challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? Um, well, I've gotten better over the years with, uh, really freeing up time and, um, and, and, you know, more so focusing on, uh, you know, for me, it's all about like, I, you know, obviously love spending time with my, you know, my kids, now, I mean, I have the two younger ones at home, the two older ones are pretty much out now, but, but the, you know, one's in baseball now. So I'm coaching baseball, which I've never coached, you know, anything before, but <laughs> in, in sports. Right. Um, but I was like, you know, this should be fun and interesting. And it's an amazing learning experience for me. Um, and it's fun. Um, and, you know, but, but just making time for those things. Cause at the end of the day, like, that's why I do what I do. Right. So that I can have the lifestyle with my kids. You know, we took up fishing last year. So we're out in the ocean. We try to get out every week. That doesn't always happen. Right. So we're out fishing for some, you know, uh, you know, mahi or something. Right. Just having fun together. Right. We just some, doing stuff that we love doing together. So I force myself to put that stuff in my calendar. And then another big thing is um, and it's not always consistent, especially if your spouse gets covid, um, you know, but but <laughs> but my, but like, you know, uh, weekly date nights. 
right? All right, you know, and and just, you know, doing something to take the time to slow down and spend time together because you get caught up in the daily activity of life, business, and and everything else that's pulling at you. And if you don't take that time, you wind up, you know, probably with some problems at some point. Yeah, yeah. And in it with it, for you, how do you how do you go into that forcing the free time? How, because, you know, at the beginning you said you were a workaholic. That's obviously, a, that's an ethos that goes through with you. So there's some, there's some conscious effort that's got to go into that to go from that to how you want to be with your family. And I know you say that you use your calendar, but how is it like a, I don't know, a, a personal declaration? Is it, is it your partner holds you accountable? What is it that? you do in order to stay and stick to that? Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is putting it in my calendar, right? So a few years ago, I started blocking, blocking out Fridays. Now that doesn't mean I don't work on Fridays, but what it means is I give myself an entire day to, if I choose to go fishing, you know, go hang out with the family, go hang out with my wife or do something. If I don't have, you know, something that I'm committed to work-wise. Right. Um, and, and, but what I noticed when I did that was, I don't know if you have this experience, but you know, for those of you listening, you might've, might experience this, like, you know, you have all these things you want to do. And then before you know it, the week's coming to an end. And then all of a sudden on Friday, you have this flurry of activity. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So what I started doing was like, okay, if I take away Friday, now I only have four days to do it. Right. Um, so that compression of time forces me to get more done. Right. And I'm slammed from Monday to Thursday. Right. Sometimes it's Monday to Wednesday and I'll do the same thing with Thursday and block out part of it so that I can just, you know, kind of had time to handle things that you know I need to handle. Um, but just getting it in the calendar. Right. I'm like, OK, once it's in the calendar, it's happening. Right. And I can tell you, I fight it like, you know, especially when, when I know we're going fishing. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like I want to go. But I'm sitting there looking at the amount of work I got to get done. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this right now. Right. Yeah. I was like, I really don't have time to unplug for half the day or the whole day to go fishing right now. And I yeah. fight myself on it. And then once I get out there, I'm like, it's it's the thing I needed, right? Yeah. To give me that reset. And then I come back in and you know, I try not to work weekends, but I might put in an hour or two over the weekend, right? Yeah. Early before the family's up, right? And and then you know, do do your thing, right? So, so really, you know, finding what's gonna work for you there. It is, you know, is pivotal to kind of get things calendared and scheduled in and doing what's necessary uh, for, you know, and really getting clear on like, you know, what is it you really want? Like, you know, cause at the end of the day you create it. Right. It's one of the best advices I got from a friend of mine was he blocks out his personal time first. Um, and it's, and it's because those, that quality time with his family is, is, is like sacrosanct. So it's, it's so it's be and he, he doesn't go nuts, but he does it so he knows that these are the things that and this is the space I've now got within a week or a month to do these things because um I know you know there's a well I know certainly the the type of people I work with is the amount of guilt of not spending time with their family is massive and sometimes it's just simple strategies to do i remember one guy one um ceo i worked with and he he was talking about you know going fishing when he retired and you know and find the town i went well what's stopping you from going fishing now and it was almost like this like this light bulb went off and it had never entered entered his consciousness that he could go fishing before he retired and I remember him giving me a call and he was laughing his head off. And I says, what's that noise? He says, oh, it's a river. He says, I'm, I'm currently fishing. He says, love it. Um, I should have done this years ago. And it was way, it was before he, 
when we started that conversation, he decided to do it before he retired and realized that he just that was his way to recharge, as you say. It's that because too many people go to Friday, use the weekend to recharge and don't spend the quality time with their loved ones, and then just go back into this cycle of energy exhausting and and they've got to learn to sort of separate that out. And sometimes it's an ethos that they just they don't think they can break, but you don't know until you try. Exactly. You know, and I think that's a big piece of it is, is uh, you know, a, a lot of people wait until it's, uh, I don't want to say too late, but way too late, you know, as far as, um, you know, enjoying life. Right. And it's like it's part of the reason why I live where I live. And. You know, and, and Palm Beach in Florida is simply because I made a decision. I want to live somewhere where it's warm, where I can enjoy the weather year round right? and, and not freeze to death and be able to go out fishing and enjoy the beach and enjoy being out boating. And, you know, these are things that are important to me. Right. Um, versus, you know, living in an environment that I can't do that type of stuff. Right. Um, number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, big, a big piece. Like I always think, you know, sit, sit back and think like, you know, what could I have done differently knowing what I know now? Right. Um, and, and, you know, there's this, just this uh, feeling of like anything's possible when you're clear on what you want and you're willing, and as long as you're willing to do the work, right. And then really get around people that have, uh, you know, people that can support you to get there, right. Get a mentor, get somebody that could actually, um, you know, help you get there. I mean, I remember my first mentor, um, I didn't have a mentor for the first like three years um, in what I was doing in the poker industry, but I knew I was missing pieces. Right. I was missing, I was missing, um, uh, you know, autoresponder. I was missing like, you know, just basic fundamentals or things that we're all familiar with today. But back then, like I didn't know any better. Right. So, um, and I remember the first guy that I met, um, you know, I, I attended his event and it happened to be in the investment world, but, but he was doing internet marketing stuff. And I, and I saw it and I was like, wow, if he could help me put this together for my stuff, I could crush it even more, right? Like I'm doing a lot of this manually. And what was fascinating is you know, I went up to him and I said, Hey, how much would it cost to sit with you for a day? And he goes, well, I don't, I don't do coaching or anything like that. And I said, no, I'm not asking for coaching. I want to sit with you for one day and I want you to take me through my business model and help me put together a funnel and a you know simple funnel and a, and an autoresponder. And he's like $10,000. And he thought I was going to walk away. And then he looked at me and he was like, I was like, okay, uh, when, when can we get started? And he's like, you know, he's like, okay, next Friday, you want to fly back up here? And I was like, okay, fine. Right. So now the point is, is that that was my first introduction to coaching. Right. And what I recognize, remember I said earlier is what I recognize, I didn't know what I knew. Right. Cause he sat and asked me questions for hours and just wrote on the board. And he's like, you've never been to an internet marketing event. I said, I don't not even, not even know that was a thing. Right. Like, do they even have those? Right. Like that. It's <laughs> like, you know, um, now I joke about it. I was like, the more internet events I go to, the more confused I get and the less money I make. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's class. That's class. Um, number seven, what is your personal definition of success? Um, I, for me, it's overall, uh, I want to say overall abundance and prosperity. Right. It's not just about money, right? Money is obviously what most people measure things by, but what do your relationships look like? Right. Um, you know, how do you treat people? Right. Are you, are you truly connected with your significant other and, and your, you know, your creator, right. And, and just genuinely living life, you know, in an abundance of, of uh, really 
you know, love, joy, passion, um, a fire for life, you know, wanting to help people and just, and just being willing to do whatever it takes. Um, I would measure, you know, it based off of that, right. Of course, the numbers in the bank account are what they are. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that that's not important because obviously it takes money to feed the needy. It takes money to get your message out there. It takes money to build things. It takes money to survive and live right, and eat and all the things we need it for. And, and um, I think a lot of times people use that as a, a crutch to say, well, you know, I don't, you know, if I don't, um, you know, achieve certain level, right, then, you know, I haven't, I haven't made it right. I'm pretty sure that Elon and Gates and all the rest of them, like there's, you know, even with the obscene amount of wealth that they have, right, there's probably still more striving going on, right? <laughs> so. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that study was done about people who, you know, on their deathbed were asked about, what 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 would you what do you wish you had changed? And not not nothing was about making more money. It was all about deeper connections and you know, I should have done this and I should have done that. It was never about the wealth side. Uh, I think, but like you say, is 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 that money makes life a lot easier, but there's an awful lot of wealthy people out there that are as miserable as sin because they don't have what some of the poorest people have. And I think that's the that 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 deeper level of connection and and stuff is so important, but we, I don't think enough people take time to think about it. It becomes a wish, not a not part of their life plan. Yeah, and I think if you start to think like and put it into perspective, like um, you know, it's like I'm at the age now where where you know I'm seeing certain people pass on, right? And and I'm starting to see like you know it's like I just had a friend of mine and he was actually the realtor the realtor that sold me my house uh, from the church I used to go to and and he just passed away last week in his early seventies right and and what's amazing is like I know this man like lived what he you know lived what he taught right and um, I'm seeing you know just the outpouring of people that are there to support uh, you know his family. But at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at it saying, man, I wonder, like, not that it's a race, but like, is that many people going to come to my celebration of life, you know, ceremony? Like, you know, it's like, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty big, right? It's actually tomorrow, right? So, so I'm like, but, you know, it's, and it's not that I'm like saying, I want to, you know, have more people at my thing, but it's just the fact that like, how many people have I touched, right? Yeah. All right. How many, how many people have I impacted and will they even remember me? Right. Not, yeah. it's nothing about ego. It's nothing about, you know, anything other than like, I just want to be remembered for the guy that actually cared. Yeah. Right. You're kind of like looking from on high going, that's not a bad turnout. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number eight. Um, do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day? Yes. Um, yeah. So my routine consists of uh, nutrition. Right. So first thing I do every morning, aside from grab a cup of coffee, um, is I go and journal um, and write out, you know, either gratitude or, or, you know, if I'm upset about something, right, or irritated about something, I'll, I'll journal through I have a process I go through to kind of uh, release those emotions. Uh, and, and uh, you know, have some type of green drink, right? Um, and just to fuel myself, right? And then I'll do either a Qigong routine, like uh, that's a martial, mini martial arts routine to kind of center and ground myself and gets my body, body you know, pumping and some breath work. Um, and then I'll, you know, depending on what day it is, I'll do, you know, some type of weight training or some type of workout, right? I need to get my body moving, right? Yeah. So that it clears my mind and then it sets me up for success in every other area. 
besides that, I actually uh, will send messages either to my kids or family members or friends, right? Just letting them know, like sometimes it's just a, you know, uh, you know, a GIF or something, right? Where it's just like, you know, something saying, hey, you know, just want to let you know I love you, right? Um, simple, simple message to two or three people every day, right? Um, in the morning. And then, um, you know, I'll spend some time in prayer. Uh, and then really, um, you know, after that, then I'm kind of amped up and ready to go, right? And then I jump into my day. Um, and and what helps with that is, you know, the fact that I have a calendar full, right? So when I have a calendar full, it's like, okay, if I want to get all that stuff done, I got to get up earlier, right? All right. And I got to be focused on this stuff, right? Uh, to get it done. Yeah. And it's and it's remembering the small things. I mean, I, I do the same. Um, I mean, my, my eldest is just about to go off to the military pretty soon. Um, my other one, he's um, my youngest, he's off, he's off to university. And I, I'll say night and love you to him every night, every morning. I don't get a response, but I'm not doing it for a response. I'm just doing it. So he knows. And he asked, he asked the question once like, why do you bombard me with Texas like every day? And I went, look, I said, you know, when I was, cause I was, I was ill for a long time. And at one point I actually thought that was it. I was gone. And I remember, I remember falling into this blackness and just being incredibly angry that I didn't tell my kids that I loved them, that I didn't tell my wife that I loved her. Oh, did I do it enough? And all of that. And I swore to myself when I, when my mother-in-law slapped me across the face to wake me up, um, I, I swore to myself that I would tell them every single day, no matter how stupid they thought it was or anything that every single day I'd let them know because I just don't, I just don't know. And it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I said to the kids, I says, you just wait till you have children. I says, you'll know exactly why I do what I do. I says, cause at the minute you just see it's a pain in the ass father. I says, but when you have kids, you're going to be that pain in the ass father. The other thing too, is that, you know, one day all of that stops, right? And, you know, and then, you know, we're gone and, you know, they'll be like, I wish I had, you know, those texts. Well, right. chances are WhatsApp keep them. So you're probably going to have like 60,000. God, you said yeah. this every single day for so long, but that that's the nice thing. Um, okay. So we're at the end of the show. The floor is now yours. How do people find out more about you? Um, how do we find out um, more about the podcast? Uh, and we'll get it to put on the show notes so people can connect with you. Sure. Yeah. So the podcast is uh, allinpodcast.com. Right. And uh, to find out more about me, you can go to danieljordano.com. That's uh, D-A-N-I-E-L-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O.com. And, uh, you know, I have a calendar link there. You know, if you can find a spot, you know, um, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, if you need support with something, just always willing to help and point you in the right direction. I'm not for everybody, but but I uh, definitely know enough people I could point you in the right direction. Brilliant. Um, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you look after yourself and stay safe. Likewise. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast, and that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. 
So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.